Metu Netur, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tehuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation, Chapter 17, The Deities of Metu Netur, beginning at the bottom of page 227 of the section Heru. There is a great deal of misunderstandings that have gained permanence in the liking in the thinking of the majority of Egyptologists. Leading these is the popular misconception that Heru is the sun god. It is damaging in t- on two accounts. For one, it is the perversion of the true meaning of the deity, and for another, it perpetuates the slur that African people worship material things, sun, rivers, lakes, animals, etc. It is a qualified sense when we can say that the sun is used as a metaphor to lead thinking to the understanding of the set of phenomena under the control of the natural force labeled Heru. Specific to the present consideration is the division of the human metabolism into two phrases. One is characterized by the rise of the bodily temperature and the other by its decrease. Each phase has its set of temperature dependent or related physiological and cyclo functions. The those that are directly related physiological and cycle functions, those that are directly related and dependent on the rise in temperature above the mean can be metamorphosized as solar. The opposite phrase is assigned to the moon, Mercury, and Saturn. The mean between the two extremes is assigned to Venus and Jupiter. Eru corresponds, therefore, to the solar phase of the psychophysical metabolic cycle, which is mediated by noradrenaline and other chemicals of the sympathetic nervous system. It enables us to become and remain awake, to externalize our focus of consciousness, to reason, pay attention, and carry out our will to utilize the organs and faculties of external activity. Eru corresponds to our will, which is the freedom to follow or reject divine law and our emotions. This freedom is the cruise of our divinity. Without it, man would be compelled to follow the structural shaping forces of order, which manifests in the tenth sphere as the instincts that compel all other creatures to obey the law, in which case he could not be held accountable to law, human or divine, let alone be considered the likeness of God. Hence, spiritual growth occurs when only behavior and actions are initiated independent of emotional impulses. Many people are ignorant of the intrinsic freedom of their will and are so habituated to acting out of emotional impulsion or seeming compulsion that would that they voluntarily renounce their intrinsic mastery over their spirit. This defaulting to the emotions is represented by Heru Kehenti on Maati or Heru the Blind. The other common misconception about the will is that the belief that the power is the is an attribute of it. The ability to achieve one's will is therefore spoken as of strength or will, etc. But, will, but the very factors that make the will intrinsic, intrinsically free of emotional influence also denies it of power as its attribute. 
a major correspondence of Eru, is the king. His function is to command the people and the army to carry out works. He does not have the power to do it himself. Similarly, when we declare with our will to achieve a goal or carry out a behavior, we are commanding another part of our being which possesses the attributes of power. This is Ra, our life force. It is the interest to note that the symbol of, the, of Ra is a serpent surmounting the solar disk and all of its creative functions are carried out through the agency of Hekau. We should not be surprised that the most primitive, hence most powerful part of the brain, the reptilian brain or our complex is responsive to sound waves and rhythm, not ideas. Perhaps someday Western psychologists will realize that this part of the brain is the doorway to the root shaping factors of our behavior as well as the powers of nature. The supreme way then of willing events is through the chanting of the Hekka controlling the physical manifestations. This manner of declaring our will is symbolized by Heru Pa Kahar, i.e. Heru the child. He is depicted emerging from a lotus wearing the red and white crown, holding the flail, the crook in one hand while making the sign of silence and of chanting Hikau. The lotus, which is the flower that requires a great deal of sunlight, is a symbol of the psychic centers wherein manifest the forces represented by the words of power. The sign of silence and chanting Hikau which is made by pointing the index finger to the mouth, symbolizes chanting combined with the cessation of ideation as the supreme means of expressing the will. Our willingness to carry out our will as we all know it so well depends greatly on our state of vitality. Heru is assisted in his work of protecting the work of Ausar on, behalf, on our behalf by its four children, Hapi, who represents a northern force and protects the small viscera of the body. Taumuffet represents T-A-U-M-U-T-E-F. Taumutef represents the eastern and protects the heart and the lungs. Amset represents the southern and protects the stomach and large intestines. And Quib. Besanov represents the western and protects the liver and gallbladder. There is more than just more symbolism at work here, but the heart of the teaching is that by observing order, regularity, and other cycles governing the body's functions, the health of the vital organs were ensured, and thus the vitality it is thus that we secure and preserve the ability to maintain the clarity of mind that is necessary for the practice of men ab, and the sense of vitality that supports our willingness to carry out our will. Compare this with the common belief, even among psychologists and mind power experts, that willpower is developed through the mental exercises. Het eru. All the strikes, all that strikes us as being beautiful, harmoniously juxtapos, juxtaposed forms in the world is the work of the deity Het Eru. In human life, this natural intelligence manifests itself as artistic expression, social grace, charm, artistic as well as scientific 
scientific invention, pleasure-seeking, etc. Het Eru has its seat in the human body in the Goads. Its comedic name is an indication of this fact. Het Eru literally means house of Heru. Heru corresponds to those solar metabolic fact phase factors responsible for the virilization and masculination of the adult male of the species, i.e. the medical-physical forces behind the production of androgyn. In the Yoruba tradition, Eru is the Shango, the patron of kings who wears pants with exaggerated crotches to show the automas of all men. With Het Eru, the emphasis is not on the hot godnal expression of Heru, but on the cool, peaceful, joyous, refined, charming, sexual arousal, and seductive behavior that stimulates the production of estrogen and the female reproductive system. Concealed from the knowledge of the majority of people is the fact that the sexual arousal is an expression of the arousal of the life force raw. The fact during the earliest times of comedic history, Het Eru was considered the principal female counterpart of the deity, Ra, and therefore the mother of the deities. Her dominion over imagination is the rationale for this association. The sensations of joy and pleasure are expressions of the arousal of the life force and the images that form the content, the content of the visualization or daydreams are the spiritual modules that guide the physical forces to the realization of their goals. In her role as the imaginative faculty, she is Neb-Het, the lordess of the house. The house, of course, is the spirit. This can be easily understood from the fact that all spiritual work must be carried out through the concentration on images in a state of trance. Images and arouse life force. Ra plus trance equals spiritual realization. Whoever remembers this formula, observes Mahat, follows Tahuti, identifies with Alsar, and will achieve all his needs in heaven on earth. That equation again is images plus aroused life force, Ra plus trance, mediumistic or waking equals spiritual realization, mundane or spiritual. In her role as imagination, she is also the eye of Eru. That is the eye of the will or simply our ability to visualize what we will to achieve. When the comedic texts say that the deities whose bodies were composed of light nourished themselves on the celestial light supplied to them by the eye of Eru. They are referring to the subtle, luminous matter out of which our images are formed. Sebek. Sebek is the name given to the planet Mercury by the Egyptians during the Greco-Roman time. Earlier, it was called Sebku. In, astro in astrology, Mercury is styled as the messenger of the gods. This is because it corresponds to the language verbalizing centers, Braca, the whirring 
galaxy that are located in the left hemisphere of the cerebrum, we must take note of the fact that all of our other faculties are only able to communicate sensations and images. Verbal thinking is a process of putting into verbal form. When what is felt, imagined, or already known non-verbally. This will become very clear to you where to practice clipping your thought as soon as they begin to appear. You will realize that even though you suppress the contemplation of the sentence or paragraph, you are still able to know what the words were going to indicate. This is because the knowledge of what you cloth in thoughts precedes the mental verbalization of such knowledge. Sebek translates these nonverbal messages into words. If the names, definitions, and logical activities concerning these nonverbal messages are in harmony with the reality, then the way is open for the indwelling intelligence to extend its operations to the outer career, marriage, etc. part of our lives. Otherwise, it is closed. It is important to note that Western psychologists have overrated the value of this faculty, obviously, for the fact that it is the foundation of their technological and commerce-oriented culture. Their unqualified statement that it corresponds to language cannot be accepted. To be precise, it corresponds to the verbalizing aspects of language. It does not have the ability to process meaning, which is the function of the right side of the brain, a fact that suggests how and why the left side of the brain is the chief source of mischief in the world. Long before Western scientists even suspected about the dualization of the brain, the Kabbalistical tradition had an extensive knowledge about it. Quoting from the Zohar in the Kabbalah unveiled S.L. MacGregor Mathers states that, quote, seven, the inferior man descendeth into this world like unto the supernal form in himself. There are found two spirits so that man is formed from two sides, from this right and from the left. Eight, with respect unto the right side, he had nas shamata o Disha, Neshchamatha, Quadisha, the holy intelligences with the respect unto the left side, the animal soul. Nine, man sinned and was expanded on the left side, and then though, then then they who are formless were expanded also. Spirits of matter who received dominion in the inferior paths of the soul of Adam, hence aroused conspic- conspicuous. End quote. Um, there are a few things that can rival the possession of a great deal of information without understanding. End quote. The Sebek, Sebku, Sebek, and Sobek are etymic etymologically related to Seb, from hence Seba and Sebao are derived, as Seb is a name for the earth god, Sebek or Sebeku corresponds to information derived from earthly experiences of ourself, as opposed to the spiritually intuited wisdom. We also have 
Saba to educate Sabao school Sabat pupils and Sabai teachers. Sabek is the faculty that enables us to separate the label parts and label parts of a whole or members of a group on the bias of their external differences. Without this faculty, we would look at an event or thing and not be able to distinguish its part or phrases. Yet because of it, we segregate things and events that belong together into airtight compartments based on their superficial external differences and thus create a host of problems in the world. This is the source of all hypocritical acts, contradictions, and the failure to transfer what is learned in a situation to allogenous situations. The segregating functions of Sebek is chiefly supported by the verbal functions of language, definitions, descriptions, and naming. To define a thing is to explain what it is and is not, i.e. to segregate it from other things. Few people know that verbal thinking with its definitions and names, it is an obstruction to acquiring the knowledge of reality. When most people look at a thing or event, they fail to see that it is really there because the Sebek faculty interposes the definitions and formulas that have been fed us via the educational process. Even where the definitions are useful and correct, there is still a process of substituting the symbols representing reality for the re reality for the reality itself thus to know reality the thinking process must be stilled the sabao are therefore all individuals whose lives are determined by earth-born information as opposed to spiritual teachings and the intuitions of the wisdom faculty tahuti this is why the Sabao were considered the enemies of Ra and of Ausar, i.e. earthborn information closes the way to the development of our life force and spiritual growth. Sobek corresponds to the side of Sebek as the guardian of the threshold. Sobek symbolizes the symbolized the crocodiles which close the way to the Arabians attempting to smuggle themselves into Kemet. We find the same throughout Africa where cognate deities like Elegba, etc. are also the guardians of the entrance of shrines, homes, etc. Anpu called Anubis by the Greek and Aput, opener of the way, two aspects of the mercurial principle, Sebek shared the duty of guiding the deceased in the underworld of Ma'at's Hall of Justice, where the heart, will, is weighed. The deceased in this case are symbols of the person undergoing spiritual initiation as it results in dying to certain things in the world, as well as to personality. This is why Reformed Christians say that they are born again. The underworld corresponds to the subconscious, to which the focus of Consciousness is transferred during trance. Anpu and Apuit are depicted as canine-headed men because the faculty of cleverness, among others, that they represent is the dominant trait in dogs, foxes, jackals, etc. The ability of canines to learn to respond to a large number of verbal commands is also well known. Here ends the reading at page 233.
chapter 17, the deities of the Metu Netur.